Welcome to the world, sweet baby Casey. This is Corey, and this is the Other the Podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to a much cleaner episode <laughs> of the Other the Podcast. Thank you for joining us for episode uh, question mark uh, at some point in the future. Uh, but thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening on your podcatcher of choice. The easiest way, anchor.fm forward slash oh, the anthem. I think uh, one of the funniest things about looking back on this one hypothetically in the future is like what will and won't be important. Like, uh, you know, I'm seeing the pop up with the Facebook logo. And uh, number you one, the meta, the meta. Yeah, logo. well, Facebook be around. And then will it just be meta by the time she's 15 or something like that? I'm trying to. <laughs> well, Corey, it's already the meta. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just meta yeah uh and and uh to everybody listening to this of course this is going to be a much tighter episode i warned Corey in our, our prep that um unless he decided to wax poetic it would be shorter uh and given you know uh everything that i know about him i would expect us to monologue at each other for you know uh, <laughs> at least part of 40 those. minutes yeah. <laughs> but uh otherwise uh given the uh, laissez-faire uh actions during the pregnancy I don't think there's going to be much waxing poetic. I, I told Roberto, if I were in your shoes, I would be a cautious freaking out right now. But you seem very calm and collected and very laissez-faire about the whole thing. I mean, I, I think I've been pretty calm throughout the whole thing, you know, from beginning to end, really. like uh, Yeah, no, I, I even finding out was very, uh, I'm sure there was a shock, but. I mean, it was certainly shocking news, but it wasn't, uh, you know, like I. I Rachel has told me a couple times how how uh, me being excited about it made her feel better and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, basically, to people who are listening at home. Wait, wait, sorry, wait. <laughs> you calmed her down with the uh, what you gonna do? <laughs> is that what is that no, what you're saying? Absolutely not. <laughs> That's gonna be like a forty year old reference by the time she listens. She's not even gonna know what that is. Uh, I think everyone knows what you're getting at. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, the so, one that's the one i'm gonna let go after that so basically uh this episode here is uh being put out whenever casey actually comes into the world because you know uh what happens if uh monday our usual record date uh all of a sudden rachel goes into labor and then uh there's no episode and then people are wondering like well, what happened? You know. Well, so. And, and so welcome to episode 470. Uh, today's date is January 15th, 2022. <laughs> it's wow, that really got out of hand. <laughs> what, what, was look, the, what was the size I'm of the screaming, baby? I was born? <laughs> screaming at a calendar on December 30th, like, move! <laughs> I need uh, to I get mean, a like, tax write off! <laughs> Uh, December, uh, uh, that would be 14 months, 14 months pregnant. <laughs> Baby comes out 18 inches and 45 pounds and talking, talking already. <laughs> well, fellows, you finally got me out of the, of the womb there. I was having a very pleasant time. Sorry. Why do you talk like that? <laughs> because my Uncle Rob has used a British accent for seven years. And that's all Wait. I thought we spoke. That's all I thought you thought spoke like. Number one, why do you talk like that? Number two, why are you a boy? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, don't misgender, all right? Let, yeah, we have true. no idea. Despite the pink and the bows and the dresses, I, for one, embrace 
whatever gender a child chooses to uh, to assign themselves to. Uh, Maxon loves playing with dinosaurs and uh, toys, cars, but he also likes his dolls. Man, you live it up, bro. You like your long hair? You don't want a haircut? Absolutely. Man bun it until we have officially reached a ponytail, which is where we are now. Like yeah. it's, it's just a straight ponytail. And either you're going to have to go Russian arms dealer with that, or you're going to have to go, you know, uh, on, on the spectrum of gender with that, I feel like. I mean, I think, uh, I think going into parenthood from this time and place is a little bit different than when we grew up. <laughs> you know, like that was a little bit. <laughs> this was never even considered when we were, <laughs> we were kids. Oh, remember when we in the late 80s, we were kids and they were talking about this climate change thing that might happen yeah. sometime in the future and, you know, uh, hurricanes, fires nonsense yeah but uh, don't worry we put a mighty fine band-aid on it maybe well, yeah, the, the, the build back better yeah. the build back better plan is all right oh wait no the environmental stuff's gone and all this. no there's things going on there. there's still some environment there's still plenty of environmental stuff but anyway that's not what this is about this is about no, baby casey she, but this is what happens she's she's just gonna be like build back what <laughs> <laughs> the Biden catastrophe that's what your dad calls it now all right uh, how Joe Biden ruined our country. What her granddad calls it. <laughs> well, uh, gonna, no, no, no. What her dad will call it. I, inevitably, <laughs> I, I see Bill Baker and then I look at you and I'm like, he's going to be there. It's going to be him. He's moving that direction. It'll be fine. <laughs> Just swing in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. This is rich white men inevitably become Republicans. That's what you have to do. <laughs> the, the way that we grow. Uh, Well, yeah. So I guess, uh, Thinking back on my childhood, I don't remember, you know, anything too early. I feel like, oh, do you do you have a uh, cognizant like first memory as a child? Well, I think the problem is that uh, the very few stories that I've been told about my childhood are repeated so often that it's like, do I remember that or have I heard it so many times that I feel like I'm reliving the memory in first person despite the fact that i've only heard you know of people telling like my mom tells me about um i was two like a little over two and reading a book on the the floor of my grandparents house and my grandfather's like this kid can read he's <laughs> reading already and he's like reading us the story back and then she she was like oh but you could see that you were looking at the pictures and reading the words so you had just memorized everything I said and what picture was associated with it and just like reading it. Now I tell that story in third person. Cause I feel like there's no way I remember that happening, but I, when I think about it, I think about it in first person, like the memories in first person, even though I'm a hundred percent sure I don't actually remember that. See, it gets complicated. So then, then it's like, what's your first memory versus what somebody told you and you just remember it. I mean, like, I feel like I remember little tiny fragments of things, not like full formed memories kind of thing. Like, uh, I remember when my sister was born being at the hospital, like, you know, like at the birth. Like, I remember. Uh, You've been like three. Something like that. Yeah. I can't remember how far apart you guys. Are. I mean, like, I don't remember, like, you know, like how we got to the hospital or <laughs> any right. of the parts that are involved. But I kind of remember, like walking into the room and seeing my mom with a new baby, you know? And yeah. that's, I think, one of the first things that really, like, in my mind. Oh, uh, and Casey's going to get to have it, like, six times. That's a great. 
Great memory. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> <laughs> now he's starting to panic. All right. No, you, you know, because it's funny because uh, uh, not long ago was Brendan's wedding. Uh, and my dad was talking to somebody at the wedding. And uh, he said something like, I kind of wish I had gotten into having children earlier because I would have so many children if I if I knew how much I would enjoy it. And your mom's um, like, um, sorry. He, well, he wasn't. She wasn't around for that part. She had, uh, <laughs> she had moseyed her way out of there at that point. Uh, but uh, you know, I I I can see an idea of like where it would be fun to have like a ton of children, but at the same time, I also don't see <laughs> that would be fun. So. It's a double-edged I mean, sword. You know, it, it really is. I, I uh, Right now, like this moment, I am so excited to like meet her. But yeah. at the same time, there's like a, I kind of hope it takes a little bit longer because like this is the last little bit of pre-child life for, <laughs> you know, good, like. Good cover. Good cover on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like, you know, it, it's like. You went out to dinner. You and Rach went out to dinner, and that's going to be a plan, a super planned event in the future. Right, babysitters and and reservations. And well, stuff. and like earlier, uh, Rachel went into work for a little bit, and uh, uh, she brought Brooks with her, like when she went to the office. Yeah, and you know, it was the first time in a while that there was like literally no one in the apartment except for me, and I was just like, "This is. It's not going to be like this for." A while, you know, ever? like, yeah, ever. I mean, like, ever, yeah, like, it's when's the next time it's gonna be like this? So, uh, well, I mean, the reality is that, like, even if mom and baby go out, Brooks won't go with them because a baby and a dog are too much to yeah. handle. So, like, it'll be all four of you, or you'll be at home with either the baby or with Brooks. Yeah, so, or two people will be gone, and you know, somebody and Brooks will be here or something like that. But, uh-huh. uh, oh yeah, like date night, date night, I'll be a babysitter and Brooks and right and Casey, but not. Uh, Never, never you by yourself there. Probably not, no. <laughs> Unless Brooks is at like well, the groomer I mean, or something like that. The inevitable divorce and then uh, the lonely nights while, you know, they sleep in your house. But other than that. <laughs> Listen, I can get custody of the dog. <laughs> <laughs> the I mean, dog? The dog is what you want custody of? Oh. Well, no, I'm saying and Casey, but, you know, they're... To be fair, mom, mom will likely get custody of Casey. Having been a divorce attorney, I can tell you, uh, it's 2020. It's uh, doesn't matter. It's enough. I really, really have this conversation for nothing. That's not my plan. Um, <laughs> see, this is okay. So uh, you already know your your crazy uncle Rob, who says things that get people in trouble. That's uh, that's a, that's a little that's an example. That's, that's an, an example, example of one of, of them. Yes. Uh, uh, so. Uh, yeah, thinking thinking back on my childhood, which is like what I'm using to I I want to be able to like sort of match Casey in the same level of uh childhood experience, I guess. I mean, like I I just think that I disagree like, completely. I think you should avoid all those childhood experiences. No, I, I had a, I had a, I had a really great childhood, and you know I, I yeah, think but that... it's wandering around the neighborhood again. The things that are have changed. I was seven years old, walking me and my sister back home from school, like nine, ten blocks, letting us in, getting her a snack, doing homework. I would never let a child do that now. That it, it, absolutely not. World's too dangerous. I 
I don't see myself being one of those parents. Uh, yeah. But also, like, I, I feel like... Uh, I feel like I'll be one of the... <laughs> The type of parent who will who will let people let them get away with things earlier than they should too. <laughs> so, like a uh, example, uh, uh, my dad let me see Judge Dredd when it came out. That was my first R-rated movie. How yeah. old was? <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what? that was uh ninety four. So you would have been ten. R-rated movie, but it's ninety five. Yeah, so I was yeah. I was eleven at the time. Uh, but yes, it was an R-rated movie, and therefore. You know, it was like a good seven years ahead of that one. But well, I remember seven years ahead of seeing by yourself. Right. Still, I think it's 13 is supposed to be the limit of what you're able to take a child into. But, you know, dad. dad <laughs> well, it's, it's another childhood memory. I remember my dad yelling at the poor teenage ticket taker at a movie theater that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> going like, I'm allowed to pick what movies my kid sees and you don't have any kind of authority in this. <laughs> like. Um, we should clarify a movie theater is a, a place that you go. Uh, it's like your house where you watch everything on streaming, but you actually go there and pay to watch it. I'll tell her what it is. She'll know what it is. <laughs> She'll know what a movie theater is. probably be uh, Benji's will still be open. You'll still be able to go to the drive in. <laughs> Nothing takes down Benji's. Well, no, I, you know, I think regardless of just being in LA, regardless of how long into the future we go where movie theaters may or may not become a thing that are, uh, as prevalent in the future, I still imagine LA will have plenty of them. Like we're <laughs> like and, somewhere and you're taking that as you're still living in LA and I am in the world of reality where you're T minus five years of moving back to Maryland. So I, I mean, we'll see, I guess, but I mean, like I, I, I think, I think there's good things going on here. So I don't want to, and it's not, it's not LA. It's uh, if we were still in New York, I would have said the same thing. Just like there is something about going home with a kid. To, so that whole thing, your childhood experiences, right? Half of it's skateboarding at the Timonium uh, or the Towson Town Center and going down to the to Timonium store and doing stuff like it's the you get in that mindset of wanting to have the same experiences and you end up going to the place you're from. So, yeah, I mean, I think uh I think that the experiences are probably better out here, though, for the most. I mean, like the weather certainly is the weather. <laughs> no winters. Well, we were talking about that today with like it was 90 degrees today. And I was just like, uh, Rachel said, uh, I guess we don't need to worry about so much winter clothes. <laughs> almost almost so, November and there's no, <laughs> there's 90 degrees outside. So but also I wore a jacket, pants and uh like a uh three quarter sleeve on monday because it was 60 degrees monday and it is 90 degrees on thursday so yeah yeah it it rained on monday too uh, it did yeah which was unusual that's <laughs> that's part of the the calculus oh, there. Uh, for the kids rain is when uh water <laughs> falls from the sky um in the before times uh that used to happen occasionally again mm-hmm. i imagine uh Depending on where you live, you'll have a different. <laughs> California might be more droughty, but other places in the country might be more rainy. So, oh, that's also true. Yeah, uh, I don't the, think the it's hurricanes. going away. Like, yeah, year-long mm-hmm. hurricane season. But I mean, I, speaking of experiences, that's another one. Like high school, I have a, I have an image in my mind of high school, and that is not a classroom, not even friends or teachers. It's the hallway 
down the new wing where I always used to hang out with my friends. California, you don't have those. You have classrooms that back up against each other and the doors go to the outside because why do we need, what do we need hallways for? Like we, it, the weather's nice. We'll just go outside. Yeah. Lockers are outside and stuff. And I, it just blows my mind whenever I go past Hollywood High School. And I think about the difference between going to school there and going to school in Denton. And right. It's almost a completely different experience. Yeah. And you know what? I, I, uh, <laughs> I think it's funny because I, I had a nice little, uh, my schooling growing up was all different. You know, I had public, I had private, uh, you know, we had Hofstra together, obviously. Uh, my high school experience was really different from other people's high school experience because of the ADHD of it all. And like being in okay, a graduating class of 14 and Kate's going to know about that. <laughs> sure, she, she's going to be like, why, why can't dad seem to stay on track? <laughs> dad has started five things today and hasn't finished a single one of them. Yeah. Uh, we went out for lunch and we got back three days later. We just decided to go on a road trip eh, in the middle of it all. We went to Ve- we went to Vegas. <laughs> now that's going to be an experience. The first Vegas trip with the baby. So sometime in 2023, I guess, or 24. No, it'll Rachel's it'll gonna... probably happen. You think before. Rachel's going to be okay with taking the baby to Vegas? I mean, oh, the, the other. Uh... The other thing that has yet been mentioned yet, uh, we are still currently in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> Again, uh, they're going to know about that. It'll still be going on when she listens <laughs> yeah, to this. 15 years Given later. the odds of everything, yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you're, if you're looking for your own little bit of history, here it is. Uh, everyone was an idiot during the, <laughs> during the pandemic. Like, everyone was a fucking idiot, so... Uh, here's here's a nice dating test for Casey, assuming she's like, you know, teenager listening. Um, Ask somebody if there was a deadly pandemic where 700,000 people would die, would they be willing to stay inside and wear a mask when they go outside? And if they say no, you run away from them as fast (laughs) as possible. You want nothing to do with that. I'm just, I'm so ready for this to be done, but. Uh, I don't imagine it's going to be done right away either. And no. I'm going to be way more careful about where Casey goes, like when she's young. Oh. Uh, another yet another thing. How many times did I touch something dirty and put my hands in my mouth? And my mom's like, the dirt will help the uh, immune system. Yeah. Just like I'm grabbing poles on a subway or the light rail in Baltimore and then just like <laughs> licking the pole or licking my hands. And she's like, eh, they build, builds character. Dirt's good for your immune system. I mean, I I can see the uh, the logic behind it. I also it's like one of those like uh, doesn't really work. Either. <laughs> it's like the people. Well, who, I mean, it's like the people exposed... who like cut the holes in the mask so they can breathe easier. <laughs> just like... getting, getting exposed to the cold. Great. Getting I'm just like, yes, you do breathe easier, but you're also <laughs> severely impacting the ability to <laughs> have that work properly. And and that's, I think, another difference. Uh, like, if you, it's going to be you in the hospital with Rachel, and we can't go. Like, uh, every every old show that any of the three of us have will show her is going to be like everybody waiting in the waiting room for you to come out and be like, 
we got a baby. It's a girl. Ah, 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 and everybody gets super yeah. excited. But we're not going to have Holding that. her up over my head over a rock. Like Simba? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, no, um, I mean, we, uh, you guys are going to be at the hospital. And then we'll have a come home day. And, and I guess that day maybe. But, like, it's still not what everyone pictures. Or what happened for us, I guess. Well, yeah. And, I mean, like, I think the... I mean, the, the one of the things that has sit with me the hardest during pandemic is that like you know if you were 17 in march of 2020 you know you missed out on prom you missed out on graduation you know missed out well yeah but i'm saying like you know these are things that people look forward to (laughs) most people look forward to you know uh, given given our prearranged agreement i won't mention i'd be all really bad for the people who started college you know in the last like in 2020 Hmm. you know like you really feel like you got screwed out of that experience. Uh, yeah, and, and still going. Uh, yeah. Even USC is doing like half remote, half in-class sessions. Like that's not – our college experience was uh, in August meeting at um, the whatever warm-up event. What was it called? I don't even know. But it was like a freshman a, event. Yeah. <laughs> and it being seven days of partying and just being like the college is going to be great. And then <laughs> – picking up on day one and basically doing the same thing for four, for four years. And uh, I can't imagine going in and being like, okay. everyone showing up on the first day and being like, all right, and here's your class schedule class. I've been had, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't aware that class was going to be involved in this. I came to the freshman mixer. That was not mentioned. I thought it was just fun. I thought we were just having fun. Now you made it about I class. I pay to live here and meet <laughs> friends and go do fun things, right? No, no. Cla- oh, okay. yeah. For as much as we complain about a uh, complain about uh, how much rent costs, uh, I still think back every <laughs> once in a while about what board cost at Austria. It's like for eight. your uh, three for your th- triple. Is that what you had? <laughs> triple, right? <laughs> no, I I I had a a triple. I had a a double that became a single, became a yeah. super single. Right. Yeah. And I had a single. Yeah. That was it. But uh, Zach had the uh, quad, which was he had a little more space <laughs> more, than you with a whole extra person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but each one of those rooms was like $5,000 a month, essentially, if you break it down over the course of the semester, for, you know? For 100 square feet of your <laughs> personal space. That's really all you got. And a shared bathroom at the end of the hall. Oh, God, that's right. <laughs> but you didn't have to clean the bathroom, and you also didn't have to clean your room, really. True. So. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> true. Uh, and I would pay extra if we could get like a whole floor of everyone I know just living together somewhere. Like th- there's something about the like the camaraderie of being able to like walk down the hall and see people. Rather yeah. Than, it's a 45 minute scooter ride for me now. So. Well, not only that, but I mean, like. Uh, I just think back to uh, <laughs> all the friends I made who like you just sort of like you're you're not doing anything so you go out on the hallway and you see who you can hear it, it's like a like, small town right it's the porches of small towns <laughs> like hey bob what are you up to you like ah, walk down the over. hall and you see somebody's door open and you're just like ah sean mighty fine day we're having here today right <laughs> uh actually i think what you mean is you walk down and then sit and play madden for nine <laughs> consecutive hours <laughs> You walk up, you're just like, oh, Madden? And it's like, yeah, you want to play? And then nine hours later, you escape the room. <laughs> uh, um, but you make good friends that way. Yeah. But, and, and point being, people, freshmen this year, did not have that experience. Just like going into class uh, for the first time in your sophomore year and meeting people who you've seen on camera. Well, I mean, the good, 
the good news, at least with the with COVID stuff, is that uh, Rachel has been fully vaccinated, including her right. booster right before the right before the birth. Hopefully, so uh, you know, I would imagine that Casey girl is going to have some built-in immunity from that. It seems like you've made a mutant who will not <laughs> yeah. care about COVID so much, just uh, laughing COVID's face. Uh, you know, but then by the time it looks like uh the five to eleven vaccine shot is going to be available soon, so yeah, you know, by the time uh she's able to get a real vaccine, she'll be <laughs> she'll be ready to go. I think. For perspective, then, though, as I look at a picture of you holding Maxin, he is not yet old enough to get that vaccine. That is how much time has passed. Oh it yeah, feels very fast. I, oh no, but it's I, also very slow. Oh no, I totally understand it, but I just think it's funny that like. I think of, I think of it uh, in terms of like kids I know too. Like, uh, so like Maxon, like he's how old at this point? Like three. About to be four. About to be four. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like he's always gonna be four years older than her, right? Yep. And like he's gonna be that's the. How, that's how time works. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be that kid who, like, you know, like, uh, I would like to imagine that they like. He sort of like tells her about the things that are coming up. It's just like, oh man, I remember what first grade was like, you know, or whatever the case. Like, I, I always thought it was, I never really had like an older kid in my life who like sort of helped guide me along. Yeah, uh, you were the older kid, right? I, mean, I was, was the, the same way. I mean, I, I had a lot of friends who are like my age yeah, or like roughly my age, but like, I didn't, there was never like an older kid that like we were all that I like ran into. And I think there's I think, going to be a good number of like slightly older kids that Casey knows through me. Rob and Maggie's kids, yeah, right, will be older. Rachel knows like thirty of them, <laughs> uh, thirty people with kids, For so sure. it'll be fine. <laughs> but I think the thing you need to be worried about most is there is a small chance, like let's say he runs away and comes and lives with me, um, that they will go to the high school together at the same time, and he has my genes, so. I think that should be your larger concern. Just, you know, that there will be a cheek in high school with your, with your child who, um, given my high school experience, uh, he will no longer be able to see Casey at all. Just, you know, <laughs> you're not allowed in the house. <laughs> you stay outside on the porch. That's where you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, uh, the the more and more I think about like things in the future though like that like college or, uh, you know high school or anything like that, you know like I keep just wanting to put myself at the same like, uh, place where I say, I want whatever makes her happy because like there was a long part of my life where, it was like, doing things because I felt like I had to do them. Yeah. And I would have been way better off if I just would have like chose happiness instead. <laughs> like, you know, not that not that like uh happiness should overrule all, but you know, if there's something that makes you happy and fits in with what you need to do, then you should do that. You know, like college. I, yeah. we just talked about it. Like, you know, it, it, not for everybody. I will never push Max into go. I'm like, "Yo, if you don't want to go, man, go find something else to do because it is a lot of money for Nothing. I mean, I'm not using my degree. I'm also not yeah. using my graduate degree. Like, what's the point, really? And a lot of people I know are not <laughs> using their degree. And I really do wonder, like, r right now it still feels like uh, if you had a child who was college age, 
you're sending them to college. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. it that that thing still is out there in the in the world. But I wonder if by the time all the people, <laughs> all the kids who got screwed by uh, college loans and stuff like that are just like, no, my kid doesn't need to go to college. <laughs> like, I wonder if it changes by then, or if college figures out a way to transition into something else that makes it more valuable than what it is right now. Well, I mean, even even now you could take like vocational programs at bigger schools. It's yeah. not so much like the big heady fucking stuff. It's um nursing and um you know uh auto mechanics is now available at, at uh UCLA. So it's I get the like they're going in the direction of college for everybody. Even it just get more skills if you want to do that instead. Um I imagine there may be a cheaper one or two year program that is like get the college experience and some general knowledge about the world, but you don't have to pick a major. You're just like, I went, I, I learned advanced cal- calculus, I guess, or whatever, like advanced yeah. math. And we got to talk about history, like real history, not like high school history, but like, Hey, the U S not such great things historically. Um, yeah. You're, I know your high school in Texas was only talking about the good stuff, but here's the other stuff. And then uh, just to give Christopher you like Columbus a, a discovered America, yada, yada, yada. So 1976 Freedom. was the 200th anniversary of the America. <laughs> it's the Star Spangled Spectacular. There was a big party. <laughs> Thanksgiving, the, the Indians and the uh, pilgrims sat down and they had a meal and then you go to college class and they're like, and then the pilgrims shot them across the table. <laughs> like that's, that's what we're, uh, the difference. That's what I mean. <laughs> America. America was discovered, yada, yada, yada. Manhattan was bought, yada, yada, yada. Hey. Some people got sick, yada, yada. Uh, that's, wonder... high, that's high school in Texas. Literally, you have to say yada, yada, yada. You can't say just, the thing in between. I really do wonder what it, what it's, what they expect a school to be like if there's. <laughs> I mean, the other thing to think, though, is that's our high school experience. The teachers, Casey's teachers are going to be younger than us. Yeah. So imagine like, you know, they might be 15, 20 years younger than us being teachers. So imagine a girl I date teaching her history. I, I mean, one, uh, does she have a degree? Because I have questions about the women I date. But also, <laughs> two, uh, you know, some extreme leftist is teaching art. I mean, we already had art teachers who were like lefty hippies. But, I would prefer uh, <laughs> I would prefer just uh, uh, across the board if you would try and not date my daughter's teachers. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't I can't make that promise. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> lie and say I'm gonna be like Roberto. I'll have like a steady <laughs> girlfriend, but also, you know, go to her uh PTA meetings just because we'll see. <laughs> Let's see what's out there. But okay, so so I think it's difficult for us to say to make comparisons between you, your child rearing and being reared as a child because the world is, I mean, listen, uh, it blows my mind to think about this. I work with people who don't know a world before cell phones, don't know a world before the internet, you know, and I can't, uh, I think I I told, uh, we talked about this earlier this week, but just like leaving home and my mom having no chance, no ability to contact me until I call her collect from a pay phone and say, mom, I'm done. Come pick me up. Like as the name, that's it. Like, yeah. I can't imagine now, like Sarah, not a helicopter mom, but very much like, honestly, the mom I would love to have had 
like like I'm gonna let you go out and smack your face, and then I'm gonna come over and and like comfort you. I'll be like, this is why we don't do dumb things. I told you not to. You did it. You got hurt. Like that's what the she, mom. I she's like a helicopter mom in a police chase. Yeah, she's basically. Like keeping yeah, some distance, but then as soon as she needs to move in, I'm in. <laughs> um, make them like, think you I, lost them for a little bit. I can't imagine her allowing her child to leave and then be like, "Call me when you're ready." You got to be done by, you have to call me by 10, but call me when you're ready. Like that is unfathomable. I, I see uh, my mentees uh, were like texting their mom all the time. It's all the time, just like constantly while they were out. So it gives you that feeling like you're still in contact with them and they're, you're not there, but you're kind of there. I do wonder, you know, sort of like from afar at what point I'll allow like the phone and stuff like that, you know, cause like I, that's the, that's a good, interesting question. What, Cause I mean, for us, it was a, uh, once they were available, my mom got me one. Cause she's like, just keep it in the car. If anything happens that way, you don't have to walk to a pay phone. You, you, you have the phone in your car. Well, like for, I don't know if it started like this for you, but I think we had minutes on the ones that we originally had. Yes, we did. Like, yeah. The track phone. Track yeah, yeah, phone. yeah. Like where you, you bought like a hundred minutes and then like, uh, you know, I, nobody really, <laughs> The only thing I remember is telling people to call me after nine or whatever it was for like well, the so nights and weekends. That wasn't the track phone. That was the next one. It was monthly, but your bill got your free calling after nine and on weekends. So, um, that, yeah, that, call me back in 15. Yeah. Cause I got to wait for the, it's not free right now. I'm burning my, I'm burning time. But yeah, I don't think that was the minutes though. Cause the minutes were just like, um, it, it burned mean, it, off whenever just as use. It's hard to remember, but I mean, like, I, I really do. Uh, I think I would like to have <laughs> try and keep the separation from technology, at least for a while, because like, I feel like too many kids nowadays are just like they grab an iPad when they're two and then it never escapes their face. And then <laughs> by the time they're 12, like See, but is they don't have that? like basic uh, ability to communicate with people because everything has been behind the, the iPad. But everything can be bad, but then also I get like random uh so I got my sister the Facebook portal uh and it sits on her counter and so uh Maxon has now learned all he has to do is press my face and it calls me and then boop I appear on there and we're yeah. talking. And he will do the thing like he'll watch he'll be watching videos for like 30 40 minutes you know when he's getting ready for bed and then he'll come over and call me and be like Tell me about this thing that I saw. And I realized that I, at his age, would have had no ability to expose myself to that. It's like yeah. going to the library and picking a random book out and reading five pages and then having the ability to instantly go over and call someone and ask them to explain more so I can understand it. That is mind-blowing. But also, they could be just watching like uh, filler videos over and over again for 12 hours. Yeah. So. She, it's just about, it's a parent though. That's the whole thing. It's, we had parents that weren't, uh, we have the term helicopter parents because the normal was go play, be home when the streetlights get on. And the helicopter parents were ones who were like, Hey, where are you going? I don't want you to go beyond where I can see. Like, and, and that is kind of what we need now. Cause you see, have but to I, be able to watch I, them. I feel like, uh, I feel like the, the more relevant one, cause like even, even like where I was, you know, I wasn't like in the city, city, growing yeah, up. At least, but the like, yeah. 
you know, there there was still sort of that idea of like the Baltimore. There's the stoop kid and the step and the corner kid. You know, like yeah. there's yeah. the kid that will not leave the general vicinity of the stoop. Uh, they'll go outside. They'll do something. They'll hang out with their friends, but they better be within eyesight of the stoop at all times. Yes. Yeah. And then there's the corner kids where, you know, like basically as soon as they leave the house, you don't know where they are until <laughs> they show up like four or five hours late. You know, like I I was a corner kid. Just uh, yeah, like just, that like, was hit the bike and I'm gone. That was the like you know we used to we used to like bike to a friend's house and stuff like that. Like it was never far. Like you could walk. <laughs> it was just like we had bikes, it- so why wouldn't we take our bike? Thinking about it now, you realize I realize that I didn't go more than 400 feet from yeah. my house, but then it felt like you were going a long way. It's like I'm gonna ride oh, a bike, yeah. I'm gonna make a left turn here and a right turn here. But if I had just cut through all the yards, I was like 400 feet from my house, and I felt like I was a, a world away. Well, another one I thought about was uh, I remember I went to my elementary school like as an adult. Yeah, I think, I, think oh, I had God. to vote or something like that. Like, yep. <laughs> I don't remember what the reason was I was there per se, but I got to like walk the halls of my old elementary school, and I remember thinking like, this is the biggest building I've ever seen. And then yeah. as an adult, you're just like, I can literally hit both sides of the like I can <laughs> outstretch yes. my arms and touch both walls. Like, this is you're the smallest six, place I've ever been. Six wide when you're in first grade in the hallway, and as an adult, you're like, oh. Oh, it's not really that big. I can touch all the lockers. It's fine. It was kind of like uh, it felt kind of like uh, you remember when we went to one of the final games at Old Yankee Stadium, and like we went into the concourse, and we're just like, "This is a fire hazard. This, yeah, <laughs> this is thing. like this whole place is so small." And then like you see it on TV, and you think like, "There's never been a bigger arena than <laughs> than Yankee Stadium." And then you're yeah. like, you're there and you're just like, this is tiny. <laughs> yeah. Also, the seats were unbelievably tiny. Yeah. Just like jam yourself, wedge yourself in for the next nine minutes. Well, we were we on go. bleachers too, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, back yeah. to the topic, which is uh, I want to I want to transition since we're about uh, 40 minutes in now. Yeah. Uh, to what are your feelings right now? looking forward not like to her going to school not to her getting a cell phone but the next three years when you are where like i'm going to uh you know fourth birthday party so like where when you're there i mean i think what keeps coming in my mind is like uh, immediately she's not gonna like have a lot of personality like when a, a newborn doesn't have like a ton of like that personality doesn't start showing up for a couple months you know it, it, she'll have the baby personality, which is a personality, but not unique to her or anyone. Right, exactly. Oh, but, cute face. Oh. Yeah. Or she's, you know, if you do a, like a, a hiding and coming back yeah. and stuff, you know, she'll react to that. But like, it seems from what, I, what I've been, from my research, uh, that the baby, you know, somewhere around six months starts showing those little flashes of like what makes them them. Uh, so in these like, first four years per se like i'm just really curious about like you know like seeing what type of personality she has and like what type of uh like things i can do to like you know help uh inspire it or engage it or like try and like that's that's really what i want to do like i want to i want to be right uh 
like sometimes I, I guess like uh my dad he worked hard uh so he was always like you know when he came home from work he didn't want to like do things per se yeah not like yeah. he wasn't engaged with us but like he didn't want to like go to the zoo or something like <laughs> he's just too tired you know but like, I had an old dad. You're speaking to the to the choir. You yeah. know, I had a, a 55 year old dad when I was nine and ten. So it's just like, listen, buddy, we can toss the ball for two minutes and then <laughs> going back in for dinner. Yeah, I mean, like I I just think I I want to like like if she shows a interest in something, I kind of want to like just like let her see it or like let her experience it. Like, so you know, what she's if- just like, I want to see a I want to see a giraffe. I'd be like, all right, well. Let's go to the zoo. <laughs> like, what if your kid is an asshole? What if four years in you're like, God, this? Well, kid then is I'm an blaming asshole. you personally. That's <laughs> as you should. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, I think that would be. By a the way, bit... I can't wait to have an argument with a teenage girl about like I wasn't even born yet. You called me an asshole. <laughs> this is why. This is why. Because I know the future. <laughs> I would hope that between me and Rachel, we have a pretty mellow kid. There's going to uh, be about zero percent chance of that happening. <laughs> Though I, I do think that the kids always spring back the opposite of like, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm a pretty good mix between my mom and dad. And like, uh, I mean, like, I think, first of all, you can like tell that I'm related to them. Yes. Uh, yeah. My brother is certainly more looks like my dad. And my sister certainly looks more like my mom. But I kind of yeah. have that good 50-50 thing going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, But, you know, I also think that a lot of my personality was derived from their personality. So, you know, like just trying to be like the best, most open version of uh, myself that I can be around her and let her sort of experience things. And, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> I, w- I will say, though, I think you're right about being opposite, but I really that I... I continue to go back in my head to it's a teenage thing because I could not have been more opposite than both of my parents from 12 to 21, 22. But now realistically, I'm not the same idea ideologically, but like my dad and I are the same fucking person, just <laughs> like uh, uh, helping people out and, you know, um, doing too much work and you know trying to like lead people and like inspire people that that's just what he does and i do the same thing ideologically still not aligned right i've become that person uh and like my mom was a teacher and i enjoy teaching a lot and you know like the whole my dad was a a pastor and i have a cult so i mean these things we have (laughs) in common so i think that like ignoring that time when you just like i rebel to rebel i want to be different to be different yeah then you end up coming back i mean you at 18 wasn't really either of your parents. You look like them, but you weren't them. Uh, but now you're kind of circling back in that direction, like soft, uh, soft spoken and, uh, you know, helpful and kind. And, and that's all things that you're both your parents are. I think, I think another thing about this that is a little bit different for me, I guess, as opposed to other, I mean, there's other parents who have ADHD, but I mean, like, uh, when, when I was growing up, ADHD, was known about like it was discovered and like people were applying yeah but like nobody really knew what it meant and honest to god for the first 28 years of my life i couldn't i didn't have a firm grasp on like 
what was really different about me. I just knew that everything was harder. Like, yeah. no matter what I tried to do, it was going to be harder for me to do it than it was going to be for you to do it, you know? Um, well, everything is that I do is harder for you to do. That's just excellence. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, you know, like, if, it was, if it's like write a term paper, Rob's going to be able to be like, all right, well, I need to... I need to start this tonight because if I'm going to do this section this week and this section next week and this section the week after, I need to mm-hmm. have this level. And and then meanwhile, me was just like, oh, that shit's due tomorrow because I better read the book. Like, <laughs> you know, like to be fair though, yes, I would plan it out, but then I would just not do any of it. Yeah, the difference is I could sit down at 9 p.m. when it's due at midnight and bang out 20 pages and be done, and you would have to think about it the night before and just be like, all right, so. Rob is going to do four pages an hour. I'm going to do a half a page an hour. So I need to plan accordingly to the end. I was basically doing the 20 pages and three hours thing. too. (laughs) So, Well, one of us was summa cum laude and um, the other other was not. (laughs) So I would just say maybe the two, the two 20 pages in three hours had a, uh, had a different spin on it. Yeah. Um, In the middle of your term paper, you're like, so when I was walking in a garden once when I was 12, I, uh, I was like, what? Uh, I don't know. I got distracted. I started writing about something else. And then I had to bring it back together. It started with a paper about Walt Whitman and it ended with. <laughs> and that's the reason for the Civil War. Wait, what am I writing about? Oh, shoot. That's when things really turned for L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> uh, uh. What paper am I reading here? Uh no, but I mean, like, I, so I I think it's interesting that, like, throughout my life, my neurodivergent condition was understood, but not, like, in a way that it could be explained to me. Like, yeah, because it, it felt very much like, you know, like if somebody walked up to walked up to you when you were like, you know, in first grade, it was just like, you have lupus or you have diabetes. You're probably looking at them like, OK, what is that? And then, and then they can say, oh, this, you know, it's this and this and this. And, you know, this is how you'll feel. And these are the the problems that you have, blah, blah, blah. You know, with ADHD, they're just sort of like, you have ADHD. And I'm just like, OK, so what is that exactly? It's like, we don't know. <laughs> it's like, all right. Well, <laughs> just like everything will be more difficult for you. And I'm just like, OK, <laughs> like. And realistically, they said, here, take this pill, which will help you focus. In take school, this stimulant. Ruins everything else in your life. Right. Um, but now, like, you know, like, we know what that is. Like, there, there's more, you know, just like we were talking about gender at the very top of this. Like, you know, that that was not even something that was, like, ever discussed. And, I mean, like, you know, I think about it in terms of, like, raising her. Like, I'm not – I, I think there's a little bit of uh, people who – who bring it up all the time probably inspire that sort of thought process in the child. So like, I just want to keep everything open. Like I want her to make all her own choices. Like, you know, she, if she feels like she wants to get into tennis. It's not because I was making her watch Serena Williams every day. You know, it's like she decided on her own. She's just like, I saw this, this looks interesting. Can I play tennis? And then I'm just like, yes, like, of course you could play tennis. And now we learn she'll never be Serena or Tiger or any of them. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll go see King Richard and everything will change. <laughs> Just have her out on the out on the clay every every day at four a.m. 
But I mean, again, I, I think that there's a, a balance of, you said you wanted to do this. Today is tough, but you got to push through. Uh, and then if it's two weeks of, I don't want to do this, it's like, all right, we don't have to do it anymore. As long as it's not you just like giving up because it's hard. It, it's something you like. Uh, and I told, I told my sister that too, like, uh, Maxon wanted to try soccer. And then after the second game, he wanted to quit and soccer looks like something. And then when you play it, it's not always that, but as long as it wasn't just like, I want to quit today and you let him quit. It's fine. He played three. He went three more weeks of like games and practices and was just like, I don't like it. This is not what I want to do. Okay. Now we will take you out. I, I don't care. Um, I just don't want it to be a, a spur of the moment thing. The other problem though is, uh, you could have been like, no, we're going to get up extra early and run drills every day. And then they, he might turn into Ronaldo. That's a soccer player, right? Uh, yeah. He might turn into Ronaldo, but he'd probably hate me and hate everyone who made him do it. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> I kind of, I worry about that as well, just because uh, uh, I, I think parents don't want to overload their kids with too much stuff, but like, I remember playing Little League Baseball and being like, this is boring. Yeah. And I love baseball now as an adult. But I feel like I would have liked baseball more as a child if somebody like had like really drilled down strategy with me as opposed to uh, like just go up there and swing and give it your bet. Because like, I feel like I wasn't prepared to actually play the game as much. Like was, <laughs> You're largely going through the motions when you're a little kid playing baseball. Like... What? And I, I think that it's different. I had a manager who sat me down at 11 and was like, listen, you do not have the physical traits that are going to carry you in this game. But what I want you to do, instead of worrying about when I'm going to play and when I'm going to bat, is to sit here with me and we're going to talk about why things happen the way that they happen out there. Because you can learn this game and teach other people and lead other people. But you're just never going to have it. You're yeah. never going to be the guy who's out you're there going to be home runs. You're not going to be the talents, but right. But but I mean, and he told me even then he's like, listen, there are two types of managers in the professional baseball. It's the guy who had a 25 year career as a player and then becomes a manager, and there's the guy who has never played anything outside of maybe college baseball. Yeah. But he knows the game so well that they trust him to lead a team. Now, I didn't do either of those things because eventually I saw what everyone else saw. Baseball is boring. But um, unless you're there live. I mean, it's it's like, oh, you got to study games. I don't want to watch an old game on TV. No, no, no. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, I, so, I mean, like, I feel like the difference is, uh, you know, like, I would have. It's all about trying to learn that personality and, like, what what helps uh drill things down into each individual person you know like that's yeah. that's something i feel like in my adult life i've i've been pretty good at is that i can read people and realize how they need to hear information <laughs> to like mm -hmm. properly uh uh to get the reaction i want out of them yeah. uh so hopefully the same sort of thing happens with you know casey where you know like if she comes up to me and she says i want to play soccer you know i can i can gauge how much she really wants to like learn about soccer and how much she just wants to like run out there with her friends, you know, like let's, let's think, lie. Wait, wait, wait. if Casey comes up to you and says, I want to play soccer, she's yeah. going to come home from school the next day. There will be a full size soccer setup in the front yard, two goals, <laughs> goalie gloves, cleats, shin pads, balls. Dad's going to be out there already decked out. Like, let's go. Let's looking, go. Looking like Ted Lasso. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. the, uh, the next day she's going to say, you know what? 
lacrosse looks fun. And she's going to come home from school the day after, and there will be two lacrosse goals set up, and dad's going to be out there swinging his <laughs> stick. Like, you ready? Let's do this. She says, and that's uh, okay, too. She says, uh, uh, oh, actually, I think I might be more interested in lacrosse. And I'm like, all right, when you come home from tomorrow from school, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll do, do a little bit of that. She comes home, and it's just like an old police station in the back of the house with, like, the swinging light. And I'm just like... <laughs> You wanted to play lacrosse, so I'm gonna treat you like a goddamn criminal. What do you want? Where were you last Saturday night? You Don't g- lie to me. I know you got drunk. You crashed your father's Ferrari, and now you're calling the lawyer. Go ahead, tell him what you're gonna tell him. This is lacrosse practice. Well, I mean, listen, they should have a cross practice if they're telling them to get a lawyer because too many of them kids don't know to shut up when the when the ball comes. All right, so uh, we got uh, t- about ten minutes left, yeah. um, and here is my my pr- my writing prompt for you. Okay, just the prompt. You are listening to this five years from now. Yeah, five years and four kids from now. You're listening to this show. You're the last time pre father. Yeah. What do you today want to tell you then? And also, what do you think you then would want to tell you today? Huh. That's a good. Uh... A good thought. Um, just what? <laughs> um, so I guess let me start from uh, where I am now and what I wish I would have told me five years from now. Sure, yeah. Uh, which I think is like, you know, it's a very serious job being a parent. Uh, but I think there has to be time for, like, it's like a, uh, I don't know how to explain it really. Uh, it's like a, it feels like it's a very important job because, you know, you're responsible for taking care of someone and making sure they survive and everything like that. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't think there's any reason to, to squeeze it too tight. You know, like there's no reason to, uh, take the seriousness of it and like, sort of take away the ability to be flexible and uh, I don't know. I, I just think like uh, so much of what I'm going to do is going to be based off of the things that she gives me, you know? So like, I just want to make sure that like uh, I'm as pliable as possible into whatever kind of thing she gives me. And then I think also if I'm thinking about, uh, five years from now talking to me now I would probably give myself almost the exact opposite advice in a way which is yeah. like <clears throat> like uh, I, I feel like I need to be assertive like so that you know like Casey knows like I'm a person of authority but like you know, it's so we're, we're just lying to her straight out the womb. Is that what you're saying? No, I mean, like, I, I feel like I, I really do feel like, you know, somewhere in between these two, these two answers is like finding that balance between being, yeah, you know, a dad and being somebody who helps like guide the way, you know, like that's something that really is like I'm thinking about a lot. And I well, really, to, like, try and, a, the difference between try and get dictator, that right. Yeah. Being like, a dictator and being a guide. And you don't want to be too much of either. The, the money is right there in the middle. Well, because, I mean, like, at the end, you know, like, I, I think about, uh, fuck, 
what was it? Uh, was it Mean Girls where uh, Amy Poehler a plays the mom, cool mom, like the cool mom? Yeah, it's yeah. Mean Girls. Yeah. <laughs> uh like there's a part of like if you're too lenient and you're too much like you're trying to be a friend like th- there's a way that this goes very wrong but obviously if you're like the super strict dictator parent there's a way that goes wrong too you turn into me <laughs> uh so there, there's like a part of me that just wants to try and like you know and obviously like people are gonna I, I I think the other the part that bothers me is like sort of like the ADHD perfectionist is that like if I fuck something up it it sits with me for a while like I beat myself up over it but with the kid like you're gonna fuck up like it, it's kind of like baseball you you're only gonna get it like forty percent of forty percent right at times so like try and but make you, the most you, of it like what you have to do is look at it and say mm, that's gonna cost me some therapy money later all right let's go on. <laughs> Hopefully not. I mean, hopefully, hopefully nothing that serious happens. But I mean, like, uh, you know, like, I, I think that there's this idea of like wanting to be a perfect ideal parent. But at the same time, uh, you sort of have to get over the fact that you're not always going to get it right. And it's just about trying your best. And, you know, I I, I think that's the thing, the golden rule that's kind of like pushing me forward, like. I think the perfect anything is too big a goal. It's always to be the best. And the thing is to be the best parent for this child that you can. Yeah. And I think that's, that's uh, one thing we suffered from was too many parents with the baby, with like the, the books on raising kids. And it's like, there is a way to get the child to do this right. And one benefit of being now versus then is we much more have said, you, you could have three kids that need to be parented three different ways. Yeah. Like, I, you just have to be the best parent for this child in what they need as you, that you can. Well, yeah, for sure. I, I feel like growing up, there was a lot of systemization of child rearing where yeah. it was just like, here is the one foolproof way to raise a, ki- a kid. And it's like, it's not the same for every kid. Uh, and you can't apply things like carte blanche to like every single kid and expect everything to be all right at the end. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, it, it, it's <laughs> what sucks is it's like it feels like, uh, you know, I want to say like trial and error. But then that sounds like I'm I'm admitting that I'm going to fuck up at certain like, points along the way. <laughs> but like at the same time, attorneys, it's like, attorneys and doctors are in practice. That's it gets yeah. better every single day. And like, you know, you're not going to know out of the womb how, how to best parent your child. It's like, OK. That did not work. We're not going to do that again. Um, you know, uh, spanking is always a question that comes up, and it's like, well, it works. I mean, I was a kid, and I can say with 100% certainty, I needed to be spanked. There was a, you need to break this kid, or he is going to go nuts. And I would have gone way far to the, like, making meth and doing jail a lot yeah. uh, if my dad had not been very strict. And I, and I joked about, you know, having the strict parent but the reality is i needed at seven eight nine to have my will broken just enough so i didn't get in trouble all the time but my sister was not that and the difference is you can't apply that rule to everybody she was not the one who was going to go get in trouble so uh it's like all right we tried the timeout rob no timeouts uh basically we said don't step foot outside so he laid with his feet in the living room and his body out on the porch so that he could be outside like that was me. 
yeah. my sister was like time out and she would go cry in the corner because she had disappointed them and they were angry with her. We're very different children. So, yeah. I mean, like, uh, you know, thinking about just like getting getting spanked and, you know, like I got spanked as a kid, not a whole bunch of times, but I certainly know why I did, why it happened. Like I, yeah. I, a line was definitely crossed. Um, I don't know if uh, is it when you punched your brother in the stomach? Because that's no. Surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly, the assaults against Brendan were 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 not punished, but rather applauded. Uh, uh, the Baker household <laughs> is like a shark's womb. You're fighting your way out. Only one like of you is going to survive. It's like the clitch goes. Uh, <laughs> no, but the uh, I I I get where you're coming from with that because like. I feel like there needed to be something that, like, you know, like, because you get spanked. Uh, you know, I know this is not, like, uh, seen as, like, great child-rearing advice this day. But, I mean, like, yeah. I feel like, you know, maybe I got spanked, like, four or five times in my entire childhood. And none of them, like, you know, I wasn't welted or anything like that. <laughs> like, I, right. I walked away from it. Uh uh, learning a lesson learning a lesson but not having any physical scarring from it but at the same time like i feel like i did need somebody to tell me like in a in a more definitive version that like i've crossed a serious line my uh like, my sister has only spanked max in one time and that is when he ran away from her and ran towards the road and then didn't stop and she's like when you, when i called him i hugged him because i was so worried but then we need to send a message yeah we do not go in the road. That is not what we do at all. And it has to be, I honestly, that may be the only time. Cause like after that, I'm sure it shocked him because it had never happened before. And he's just like, all right. So when mom says, don't do it, that means don't do it. Uh, and there is like, don't do it. And then there's screaming my name. Don't do it. And that's going to be a problem. That's the difference. Um, but then again, I say that I, and I say, I would never spank a child, uh, having had the experience of, raising someone else's child where it was like, no, no, we spank. This is the situations we spank in. I don't, I did it and I don't feel good about it and I don't like it. Uh, so for me, it just wouldn't be the thing to do. Um, yeah. I mean, but every, I, every I, kid's I would, different. Every parent's different. I, I would really like to imagine that there's something within me that uh, allows me to uh, find another path. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think the, I think uh, a lot of the conversation about spanking uh, was centered on the idea that any time you do it is a really bad thing for a child, which I don't think is necessarily true. Yeah. Based mostly off of the experience of people who are like essentially abused by their parents. Like well, listen, abu- it, like they're you know. Do we need do we need to have quarantine where everybody stays at home? No. But you guys don't know how to follow simple rules, so we got to shut it all down. We got to be harsh. Yeah, and I, that doesn't work. Clearly, I mean that's a, an example where we see that it doesn't work uh, when you do it um, every I mean, like single I, time. If you if you have an abusive parent who's just trying to hit somebody, like that that yeah. doesn't that's not going to help. But like, yeah, you know, I do think there needs to you know, and slapped on the wrist is like kind of the other <laughs> like that one didn't happen oh, as much like when too. I was a kid. But I mean like. You know, it, it still holds true enough that people will say, like, you know, they got a slap on the wrist to prove that, like, there's some level of punishment, but that wasn't a serious. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you weren't you weren't killed. You weren't hung. You were just slapped on the wrist. You know, like you yeah. learned a lesson from that. Um, yeah. More than anything, though, I, I'm just like, 
at this moment right now I'm just so excited like I just want to meet her but it's like I want her to come as soon as possible but I also want her to wait these last couple days you know listen can you come and I'll hold you for a couple minutes and then we'll put you right back (laughs) put you back uh... in the (laughs) loop listen it's lunchtime I was gonna like I went to lunch (laughs) I went to lunch today uh went to horse thief and I was just like sitting outside and uh you know enjoying some lunch to myself like you know I'm sure it's gonna hit me at some point like oh that's the last time I might be able to do that for a while. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like... Daddy, daddy's going to have to learn to make a sandwich. That's what's going to have to happen. <laughs> but uh, uh, as we wrap up, I want I want you to do one more thing. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on center here. It's just you. And what do you want to tell Casey a year from now, five years from now, 15, whatever? You, this is your, you're going to send her a personal message. I uh, I always heard parents talking about like I loved you from the, like before I even met you I loved you and stuff like that. I always thought like oh well that's just something that <laughs> that like sounds really good when you say it out loud kind of thing. Because like how could you love anything without like knowing, and you know like I I was just like I just bought you a car that you're gonna love. It's just like well you don't know that <laughs> you know what I mean like. You think you might know that, but you don't know that. Honestly, like from the moment that I found out about uh, Casey's existence, I was like, I I love this child, and I I want to just like I'll do anything, I'll I'll be anywhere, I'll make things happen just to make sure she has a good life and stuff like that. And like, I don't know that 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 really is like something that I keep coming back like. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll see a little outfit for her, stuff like that, and I'll buy it for her because, you know, like, I'm just, like, so excited to see it. Like, because, like, I, I'm just, like, you know, I don't know if, if this is going to fit her or if, you know, she's going to like it or if it's going to work for her or anything like that, but I'm just buying her things because I want to be ready and because I'm excited, you know? Like, so I, I think the... I think the one thing that, like, really, like... I would want her to know is like I, I how much I <laughs> I loved her even at this moment before she even came, you know, like I think that's the that's the thing that really is crystallizing in me at the moment, you know. Well, and I will add on to that only to say you will likely want for nothing. You will be surrounded by people who are excited for you to come. Um you will have I'm 3,000 miles away from my nephew, and I still make every effort to be involved as possible. And I think uh, mom and dad have a group of friends around them who are going to be exactly the same way. Just, I mean, even now, uh, we've been gone from Maryland for five years, and it's still, like, invested in what's going on with Bailey and, and, you know, the whole family, like, everything. Uh, You know, the pictures and, like, oh, there's new pictures you see. Oh, no, share pictures and... um, you are going to be surrounded for your entire life with people who want nothing but the best for you, uh, who will challenge you and also protect you and uh, take care of you. Uh, there will not be a moment in the next 20 years or more. Uh, I shouldn't say 20 cause I probably won't make it a full 20, but in the next few years, at least, um, that you won't have, uh, maybe even just beyond what you can see, but 
a circle around you of people who are thinking about you and are concerned about you and who are going to be there to help guide and, uh, and lift you up when you need it and hold you back when you need it, but push you forward and, and hold you down, um, when those things are necessary too. So, uh, yeah, it's a exciting event for all of us. I'm living, um, by proxy through you because God knows I, I don't want to have to get up early on a Saturday. So that's <laughs> never going to happen in my life, but, uh, it couldn't have happened to better people. And I guess that's another message too. Like, listen, if you're 12 or 15 or 20 and you actually are listening to this, um, trust and believe that your parents are some of the best people that I know and they have tried their hardest and it's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to make sense, but they have absolutely tried their hardest to give you everything that you need and to take care of you the best that they can. And it, again, it might not always be what you think is right, but I can tell you sitting here now looking at you in the future that everything was done exactly as best as it could have been done. Um, so I know you might be thinking about like, Oh, this one time and wherever you are in life, I can still like sit here and jokingly talk with, with your dad about, all, all this stuff that happened when I was a kid, but I do know that everything that happened led me up to being right here and right now. And some of those things were things I chose. And some of those things were the things my parents did for me. Um, and despite my, uh, jaded thoughts about my childhood, perhaps, um, I would not be the person that I am. I, I mean, maybe Corey, you're thinking like, God, there's some better decisions could have been made along the way. And then we wouldn't have to deal with all of this, but, um, I growing into my own came from all of those things you know it's it's just going back to the idea like the you know like you're probably only gonna you'll be really good at this if you get it right 40 percent of the time yeah like baseball like i I just uh you know i i I appreciate all the things you just said and you know i am trying to do my best every time and you know like i think we all look back on our life at you know even with decisions we make ourselves as opposed to decisions other people make for us and say like, Oh, I probably would have wished to have done this differently, but, uh, it all leads to wherever you eventually end up. So like, you know, the, the journey is worth the, you know, the journey is part of the overall experience at some point, you know, like how you got here is important to where you end up. For you, I want to say, like, yes, I think baseball is a great example. Four out of ten times you succeed, and six out of ten times you do less than something less than ideal. But no, the greatest hitters in the history of baseball, none of them have come to the plate for the first time in their professional appearances and been great from the beginning. Somebody who hits 400 in their ninth, tenth year of career was not hitting 400 when they came into the league. They were learning it. And that is the thing. It's making sure that every time that there is a less than ideal outcome, even a failure, maybe take a lesson, learn a lesson from that and make sure that the next time that it presents itself, that you're ready and that you're going to perform better. Well, your mother coughing in the background is the sign. That you should wrap it up. Um, well, mom just woke up. Uh, <laughs> so it's time to go eat. <laughs> she She's awake. She's uh, stroking Brooks right now in the bed. Aww. So. Um, well, in just a few weeks, that will be uh, not Brooks. Brooks will be on the floor, a forgotten commodity, <laughs> and the baby will be there. Brooks knows how to jump up and down off the couch now, so uh, oh, I think he'll nothing, nothing but I the, think he'll uh, the force themselves into any situation. <laughs> um, and he already knows how to jump on the bed, so 
<laughs> I'm sure he's not gonna he's not going to feel left out for long. Um, well, if, if you want to hear more from the tales of growing up Casey, where would you go, Corey? Oh, the anthem.com, Corey to the anthem.com, oh, the anthem on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. You can find more of me at website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm for now. And uh, at LegendsCB5 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, I think it's going to be so funny when (laughs) she hears this when she's like 15 years old and she's just like, what was Twitter and I'm just like, oh god, that was such a <laughs> don't such do a, that to me. Such a big part of who I was. <laughs> and of course, make sure you do follow Corey on social media for all of the cute baby pictures that are forthcoming. I'm sure that he will um, at some point just post a picture Rachel has posted, and then you can follow her, and <laughs> then you'll be bombarded with baby pictures for the next five years. But uh, you can find more of me at Robert and Chico on your social media. Very low likelihood. Maybe one baby picture. Uh, that's gonna be about it. Uh, you'll take you'll take one when she first comes. Just so you yeah can. yeah. It's a, here's me holding. Okay, now you take this thing back. Um, <laughs> take this Uncle child Rob's go away sleep. from me. <laughs> Uncle Rob's gonna go play some cod and then go to sleep, <laughs> sleep in tomorrow. Gotta go um, kill some but, Nazis. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you, uh, RobertandCheek.com for everything that I'm working on, and of course, uh, I do play Call of Duty stream Twitch.tv forward slash Robert and Cheek. Uh, and K-O-U, uh, K-E-R-Y-S. That's my handle. Come join me. Uh, I just can't wait to play my first game of uh, Call of Duty with uh, with Casey. It's going to be great. I'm going to turn her <laughs> into a game girl. I'm going to make her an e-girl, and we're going to be making thousands of dollars. I, listen, I already have Max's YouTube channel set up. If it's something you're interested in, I can get you set up. We'll get the social media locked down. It'll be great. Well, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll discuss it with her. Um, I'm thinking Truman Show. Let's let's Casey show this whole situation. I was just watching a Truman Show video last night. That's funny. Um, well, honestly, I don't know how we did it, but for the first time ever, I think we've done good here. Today. Uh, now listening to this 15 in the future, 15 years in the future, Casey is echoing along with me. You've done something. I don't know if it's good. <laughs> But as always, you're listening to the OD Anthem podcast, part of the OD Anthem digital network. For Corey and Casey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Love you, baby girl. Oh, now I'm going to cry. All right. <laughs> Here it comes. You almost got me with that speech. Now, uh, <laughs> now it's coming. I had to mute myself because I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to react.